All right, welcome everybody to the first Tribe podcast. It's amazing what God births when he disrupts your normal routine. I have never done a podcast, I don't think, before. So we're going to try this out. I, I actually haven't preached in eight Sundays in a row. We're headed into the ninth Sunday service where I feel like I will probably, definitely not be preaching. So I want to talk about how in the world did that happen? How, how does a church not preach for eight weeks without some kind of preconceived plan to do so? How did that come to be? What is God saying now? What is God doing now? Um, obviously, a lot of us have been tracking what's been happening at Asbury. As far as, far as I know, they kind of brought that in for a landing, although I, to be honest with you, I haven't checked in with the live stream since I heard they were kind of um, at least not opening that to the public. So what is God up to? What is he doing now? How, how did Tribe end up in the situation where we're going into week nine with just a totally different game plan for Sunday morning? And, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping I can share during this podcast this word God gave to me that I thought maybe I would share last Sunday you know, I was reading the book of Matthew, and I, I got this download from the Lord, and I thought, uh, you know what, maybe God is giving me this word for Sunday. And I told the Lord, and I said, okay, if there's 10 minutes left at the end of ser- service, and there's a lull, and, you know, there just seems to be a spiritual space for me to give this word, then I'm going to give this word. And um, so we did testimonies, and we did... Uh, just a sharing time, and that was so powerful. And it became clear to me during that time that that is what the Lord wanted to focus on. So I was already switching gears, thinking, okay, you know, there's no space for me to give this particular word. And I I didn't want to end service without worshiping again, so I told everybody, let's worship with one more song. I think I literally said one song. And, you know, there's like five minutes left before church ends. And so... Jimmy, our valiant worship leader, gets up there. He heads into this song, and worship, like, explodes into the craziest worship time I think we've had at Tribe ever. And um, so church has now ended. I think we're 10 or 15 minutes beyond where church is supposed to end. And I just say into the mic, hey, we're not going to stop what God's doing here. If you need to slip out, go ahead. And that was my dismissal. And that was all I said. And then worship continued to just be powerful and explosive. People dancing, people jumping up and down, uh, people not wanting to leave. And that went on for another hour and a half. And then, and then I think there was probably 15, 20 people left. And I'm thinking my worship team's probably exhausted after doing this for two and a half hours. And, you know, things to me kind of simmered down a little bit. So I just decided to close in prayer. And uh, a couple of people, my, even my wife was kind of saying, you know, like, why'd you, why'd you stop the service? And, you know, I'm thinking, well, people are exhausted. And then I find out later, like, Jimmy and the rest of the worship team are, they're actually have more juice in the tank. They're ready to keep going. Uh, Deb, Laura, and Don were all 
still with us worshiping down, you know, with the people, they were like, they were, they're worship leaders. They're ready to step up and do more and spell the leaders and just keep going. I thought, wow, this is just a brand new rhythm for what God is doing on a Sunday morning, at least a tribe. It's, um, I think I've said this, I think maybe I said this last week that the move, this move of God is hard to steward because it feels like it kind of feels like no one's in control. Of course, God is in control of what's going on, but wow, it's, it's just a brand new thing to learn to manage, steward and protect and guide. And we are all learning how to do this together, how to stay in this flow. When God spoke to me, I guess, uh, over eight and a half weeks ago now, the, the phrase he used is learn, learn to paint. And when you learn to paint, it, there's an art to it. No two paintings are the same. There's a beauty to it, but there's also like a skill to it. Uh, you learn how to do it. And I was telling Jimmy way in the beginning that we, we just need to learn how to paint, whatever that is in the spirit. Like there's a flow. You learn how to hear God's voice. You learn how to adjust. You learn how to cancel these plans and allow this other thing that's occurring in real time to go forward. So that is what we are doing. Uh, it was January 5th where I had this encounter with God. And when we started doing this at Tribe on Sundays, I explained this to everybody and a couple of times since then. But basically, it was during my lunch break. I'm like, I, I'm going to slip in a quick workout. I put in my earphones, listen to my worship music. And I was listening to King of Kings by Hillsong. And it's this song, it's like, praise the Father, praise the Son. You, you know, the, you know what, the one I'm talking about. Clearly, I shouldn't be singing into this mic right now. And so God starts to show up while I'm listening to this song, and I, I feel this presence. Ooh, it's even coming back right now when I think about it. And uh, it was so strong, I thought, I got I to gotta listen to the song again. So I start repeating the song. And this presence just gets more and more and more. And I start asking God, like, what is it that you want to do on Sundays? I think I was thinking about the Gregerson's trip to the upper room with our young adults. I really believe, I really believe they brought something back with them. Aaron and I were watching the live stream New Year's Eve the worship and just worshiping along with them. We caught some of the messages. And I think that was in my mind as I'm watching this crazy worship occur, this new kindled fire our young adults had. And I'm down and having this, trying to have this workout, but the workout ceased. And at this point, I'm just playing the song on repeat, pacing around in this tiny room, worshiping. And, um, uh, it reminds me of what people have said about Asbury, that basically you just didn't want it to end. This presence of Jesus was so much that you didn't want that to end. That's what happened. And then I was like, Lord, what is it that you want to do on Sunday? I, I don't remember why I asked him that question, but then he starts giving me this list of five things to do. And it, it like kept replaying in my mind. And after it had played several times, I'm like, Lord, is this what you want to do? And the 
the encounter was so powerful that I knew it had to be yes. I couldn't turn away from the fact that these, this list was in my head. And here's the list. It's five items. I've put it on a slide. I've shared it at church before. But number one, go to church. It is so important to be physically present with other people who are worshiping. This isn't a movement that you can do. Um, well, you can do it by yourself. I mean, that's what happened with this encounter. You can have this personal revival, but then something goes to a whole nother level when you get together and you pursue God together in a group. There's something about that. You've got to go to church. You got to show up. Number two is bring your Bible. I, I just felt like God during these moments is going to prompt different people to read different things in the word, or maybe it's just he's going to rekindle an interest in the word or something like that. And people just need to bring their Bible. Uh, number three was kind of different. He said, wear comfortable clothes. Uh, I've thought about that over the last few weeks. And, you know, when they would fast in the Old Testament, they would wear sackcloth, which was like uncomfortable. And it would be scratchy and it would remind you of why you're repenting, why you're fasting. And um, this is like a mere opposite version of that where God's like, you don't need to, um, outwardly, you don't need to do anything special for this. Just come and be comfortable. If you want to sit on the floor, if you want to kneel at the altar, you know, you just need to be comfortable. I'm doing something else like in, inside of you. You don't need to worry as much about the outside of you, I think was kind of the spirit behind that. Number four was just worship. Um, without really any kind of agenda for worshiping, just focus on the Lord himself. And number five was suspend your format, which means really no planned sermon and very little structure that you're committing to prior to showing up to a service, other than you're showing up, you're worshiping, you've kind of got your Bible there, you've got your friends and family, and it's just, let's all focus on the Lord and see what happens as we worship. So I got my leadership team together after this encounter on January 5, and they were able to get together on short notice. I described to them what I felt the Lord had said so strong, and that first week, I think it was chomping at the bit to really share this. It was so much on my heart. And then as the weeks went on after that, you know, I never would have predicted this would have gone on so long. I, I, you know, headed now into week nine. I don't think at that point I ever would have thought, yeah, this is going to keep on going into March. And every week, midweek, I have a borderline panic attack as I'm like, Lord, okay, I had this encounter back in January. I haven't had another one like it since. I know what you told me then. I don't know if you're still saying to do this. But then something will happen. I think the Asbury revival really helped me because I'm like, okay, God is doing something like this over at Asbury, obviously, on a whole other whole level, going 24-7 with worship gaining national attention and all that. And I just thought, okay, God, God is doing this. And that helped me for a couple of weeks. And then I started to hear that God was starting to break out at other churches in Omaha. And I'm like, okay, the Lord is still doing this. And that was the message 
that I seemed to get at some point midweek is that God was saying, I'm not done yet. I'm still doing this. And, and then like a, as this last week, this last past Sunday was the craziest worship encounter I think tribe has had as a church ever. It has seemed clear again that, um, you know, even during church last week, I was telling myself, yeah, you're not going to be preaching next, next week either. <laughs> so that led me to think about what I can do to connect with you with what God is telling me. And that sort of birthed this podcast. And that's what I was saying is like when God does something new and he disrupts your rhythms and your normal routine, it's interesting what gets birth what gets started or what gets created because the old way of doing things has shifted into something new and you have to kind of shift with that so here we are doing a podcast i'm hoping that these will be about 20 minutes in length i i'm going to share with the word the word out of matthew god gave me that i was not permitted to share last week so you can now play this in your car or while you're washing the dishes. That's typically what I do. I'm cooking for dinner for my kids. I put on a podcast, wherever it's convenient for you. And this will be a way for me to pass on the things God is telling me during the week. I'm also hoping to do a podcast where I can get back into Exodus and pick up our journey through God's story. We got up through Exodus 18 last year in 2022. So I'm hoping that I can pick that up a little bit. I don't know if that will be embedded in this particular podcast, this tribe podcast, or maybe I do another one. So those are the things I'm thinking. And, you know, all of this is going in the flow of what God is doing and making adjustments and seeing what he's touching and what's working and where his spirit is. And so I'm just going to deliver this word out of Matthew. It's a single verse, and it's about leaven, which you could think of as uh, the yeast that you would put in bread dough to make bread. Aaron told me a lot of people are making bread right now, which I think is interesting. So this is Matthew 13:33, and this is Jesus talking, and it says this. He spoke another parable to them. So he's preaching to this crowd. And Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which is again like yeast, which a woman took and hid in three pecks of meal until it was all leavened. I'll read that one more time. He spoke another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three pecks of meal until it was all leavened. So again, leaven is like yeast. It's the ingredient in bread dough that makes it rise. So the Lord really caught me on this verse as I was reading through Matthew. And I did a little bit of research on the good old internet to find out what exactly, what are the mechanics of leaven when it is mixed into the rest of the dough. And here's what I found. So without leaven, baking bread, it it creates this dense bread that just isn't very nice to eat. Now, I want you to put on your spiritual hat for a second, your metaphor hat, and think about church, think about the kingdom, 
and how Jesus is applying this. So obviously he's not speaking directly about bread making. He's talking about his people, the kingdom. For us, it's very relevant, I think, to think about church. So church is very dense and hard to eat without the right leaven. Hopefully you see where I'm going with this. So without leaven, bread is dense. It's hard to eat. Uh, leaven or yeast needs water and warmth. It needs, uh, it, it, it provides structure and elasticity to the bread. It has to sit for a while without the salt ingredient. You add that later. It has to sit at room temperature for a long resting process. Air bubbles then are created, causing the bread to rise, even without kneading, in some cases, the, where you're squishing it together with your hands. And it produces a soft, structured bread. Leaven uh, causes dough to expand to maximum volume. So those are the notes I got from looking at leaven. Now, I'm going to repeat all that, but I'm going to, going to apply it to statements directly about church. And the leaven is... The leaven that we are looking for at church is the presence of God. It's Him manifested in the room. It's His truth, His peace, everything about Him. Without His presence, church is dense and not very tasty, right? Without God's presence, it church feels like religion. And I, I, this is this is directly, I think, uh, applicable to what God is doing right now on Sundays. Without my presence, church is dense. You need water and warmth for it to grow. You need the water of God's truth, uh, Jesus being that water. You need the warmth of good relationships with each other. You need friendship. If you have friendship between people and truth coming from Scripture, those are the ingredients to which the Holy Spirit is like this yeast or leaven that causes the structure to develop properly. So it has structure, but it's elastic. Good bread has structure, but it's not dense and hard. It has elasticity to it. This is what the Holy Spirit does. He adds a flexibility, a flow. There's a little bit of an unpredictability to it. But he, the Holy Spirit adds this elasticity to what he is doing in a, in a service. And I love how, how this has to sit without salt. You know, salt adds flavor, but it also kind of kills germs. So you don't kill anything yet. You just let it all grow before you add the salt. And it has to sit at this room temperature I, lo I love how it said a long resting process for air bubbles to cause the bread to rise. And we have been in a long resting process like this at Tribe. Well, the Holy Spirit has created this room. Uh, we've, we've just been saying make room. And the Holy Spirit has been making room for his impact and effect on us to rise. It's, it's like air bubbles being created in dough to create this right texture. As we've made room for God on Sunday morning, the Holy Spirit has added the right texture and the right elasticity and the right structure as we have kind of gone on this adventure of a long resting process, just like 
dough has to sit there in this long resting process for the right, uh, for these air bulbs to create room and to provide uh, the flavor, elasticity, and structure for what this bread actually needs to look like. And then I love this last item, how it causes the dough to expand to maximum volume. What God wants to do to expand what he is doing in the church uh, comes from our ability to yield to the Holy Spirit. So as we yield to the Holy Spirit, he expands his mission into, in the church to maximum volume, just like leaven expands bread to maximum volume as you let it sit and do its thing. And that, that is literally what I think God is doing at Tribe on Sunday mornings. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took. Uh, a woman, like especially the book of Revelation and elsewhere, is often like a picture, uh, uh, many believe, of the church. You know, when we talk about the church, we refer to her as a she. So it's kind of interesting. When the, when the church takes the leaven of the Holy Spirit, what gets created is the kingdom of God until it's all leavened and spread out throughout the whole thing. And um, so that's the word I was going to share that I didn't get a chance to share this past Sunday, but... That's something for us to think about, I think, as we wrap up podcast number one, is what are we leavening our services with? What are we leavening our lives with? What are we leavening our minds and attitudes and thoughts with? What is that ingredient that is spreading everywhere, creating the structure of either our thoughts or how we spend our time or what we do on a Sunday morning? You know, Jesus was saying... The, the leaven will spread everywhere and give the structure. Sometimes leaven is can be referred to in scriptures like a bad thing. You don't want uh, darkness or evil to leaven your life. Uh, and, the, you know, the leaven of the Pharisees of the law or sin and death, that needs to go. And the leaven of the Holy Spirit and all that he wants to say and do. And just that time where we spend sitting in his presence, whether ind individually or as a group, creates this elastic, flavorful, right texture and shape to our lives. So that's the word for, for you to, to consider. I will see you at church this coming Sunday with a great expectation for what the Lord wants to do. And of course, as a tribe leadership, we will continue to pray and think about um, how to steward this movement that God is providing for us and really just try to stay in step with what he's doing. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. So thankful for you tribe. I look forward to seeing you soon, uh, probably this Sunday morning. All right, that's it for podcast one. We will look forward to a few more of these coming in the future. We'll talk again soon. Mm -hmm.